Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of it. Into It. I am Sal. And I am Lyndon. <laughs> and we have officially surpassed the seven episode burnout. Period. I say that a lot, but like, period. <laughs> no, period. So now you know we're legit. We're not going to be, hopefully this doesn't end anytime soon. We've we're, we got a <laughs> lot to talk about that we still got to talk about. Uh-oh. About what? <laughs> Everything. Everything oh, right. celebrity and bullshit and, you know. I feel like celebrity's been acting up this week, but I've been in a hole, so I'm like, I don't even know what they're doing over they there. They <laughs> have. <laughs> oh, God. But um, in case you were wondering why we didn't have an episode last week, if you listen to our One Direction special, parts one and part two, you would know that that was like three hours of content. So... Hopefully that kept you guys busy over the past two weeks. We just felt the need to take a break after that long and lengthy episode, but we've been getting a lot of great feedback about it, so I'm glad you guys have been enjoying it. We had a fun time recording it, and if you guys have any ideas about specials, special topics that you want us to cover that we could cover for an entire episode, feel free to let us know. I'd be more than happy to do that. Oh, that yeah. So I'm already thinking maybe one special could just be because Netflix is now having like Moesha one on one, the Parkers. Do you yes. understand what this means? Like I <laughs> you will not see me for two weeks. Literally. Two full weeks. You will not see me at all. The game. Jesus. <laughs> You so hopefully <laughs> we can do something like this in the future because that was a lot of fun. It was so much fun having guests on the show versus just the two of us bantering back and forth for it was. Time. And the guests really had a good time. My they really brought girl, it. She, girl, she texted me <laughs> and she goes, I bought a podcast mic for our episode three of One Direction. And I was like, <laughs> our what? <laughs> Specifically for that. Oh, I love you with all my heart. She's hilarious. Oh, my oh, God. We'll have you back, Cole. Just we'll have let you us back. know. It doesn't even need to be about One Direction. The worst part about the episode that we recorded, or the episodes, was that like me and her afterwards, especially because of the 10th anniversary that happened when we posted, we went down a bad rabbit hole of like old Larry moments and everything for like a solid 24 hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> not good it was not good anyways how have you been <laughs> terrible oh. <laughs> okay yeah no i've been going bad um essentially the day after we posted the one direction episode came out to my dad as a bisexual gang gang did it go well no <laughs> But I wanted to talk about it. I'm laughing because I process this. I go to therapy regularly, so America at home, don't be worried. I process this. Don't worry yes. about it. Um, <laughs> and to also, I can. feel like it's good to just laugh about dark shit that happens because that's all you Literally, can do. Because like, that's you know? all you can do, especially during yes. a pandemic. Like, I'm not laughing Listen. that much recently. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need a good laugh, especially here. But anyways, continue. Exactly. So I wanted to say it here just in terms of like that was for me like the final coming out, which it's also the fact that like people feel the need to come out multiple times because it's like you yeah. come out again to different groups of people. And he was like, for me, at least like the final boss stage. Of course, I'm privileged in the sense of, like, I do have my own apartment, so I'm at my 
parents' house currently because I want to be because of Corona and like they have a backyard and like my New York City apartment. <laughs> so like if if things really went south, like I could just go to my own apartment. Like yes. that was always an option for me. I was also privileged and after my dad made me cry, my mom comforted me and she like told me how much she's been supportive and like reading about it. And the only reason yes, why we haven't talked we about it. Her. We yes. love her. But also the only reason why we haven't talked about it is because she was like, I didn't want to bring it up and make you uncomfortable. I was waiting for you to talk about it. And I was like, well, I'm gay, so I don't talk about things. Like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> we had a but nice little awesome heart But that's awesome that she said that, that she has been concerned and she wanted to do what was most comfortable for you when, it, when exactly. you were ready. Exactly. So I guess there were some good things that came out of it. I think, yeah. I mean, honestly, ever since then, have me and my dad talked about it? No, but I can tell that he wants me to stay here because he bought my favorite type of cereal, like the big Aldi, like jumbo boxes <laughs> yes. like, version of them. So I guess either either he's OK with it, which probably is not the case, or at least I know I'm his favorite to the point where he can at least somewhat move past it in some way, shape or form while we live in the same house. And he's still trying to convince me to move back home. So I mean, it I think out time will tell. Time will definitely tell. Did yes. I cry for three days straight? Absolutely. But yeah. like, <laughs> time will tell. But go you. That is so strong. And that takes some big kahunas. Listen, I it thought does. I had big kahunas. And then I said it. And then I was like, I don't have big kahunas. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm at least happy I said it. Now there's That's nothing awesome. that I'm hiding really on exactly. a grand scale like that. Yeah. There's really nothing that I'm hiding. I'm comfortable with it. All my friends that I told when it happened because you know like i said i was crying for two days straight they were mm -hmm. all like i mean my one friend she put it in perspective because she was like he's the only one that isn't supportive and i was like tape so it's his problem now that's at least the way i've exactly. processed it of like if you want to be okay with it cool if you don't want to be okay with it that's on you bro like it has nothing to do with me at this for rate, sure so. I don't know. So I wanted to say that at least in case there's anybody out there that might be like struggling in some way, shape or form, just like do it on your own time, because I I've known that. I've been this way since eighth grade and I am approaching 22 years old <laughs> and I just now came out. And but I mean, that's it, so true. There, everyone's different. Everyone has their own timeline. Yeah. There's no need for it to be rushed. Exactly. So just do it on your own time whenever you feel the safest. It may go well, it may not go well. I feel like we keep hearing stories about when it goes well, which is great. My story didn't really go that well, at least at first. So, like, just know in case it doesn't go well, you're not alone, you know? Yeah. Hopefully you have friends. I think that's the most important thing. Try and find a group of friends that you feel safe to talk about anything with. Good support and luckily, system. Yes, yeah. and luckily I have that, so I was able to make it through. And I had therapy, which also helped. <laughs> yes. Please go to we therapy if you can. to hear that. Yes. But yeah, other than that, what else happened? Oh, my grandma died, like, three days after that. So, like, that oh was terrible. God, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. But, I mean, she had dementia, so... It, that's Still, another thing that's that I... I've been there. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about that in the sense of, like, for a lot of people, it's a pandemic. 150-something thousand people have died because of this pandemic. And for people out there that are mourning during quarantine, I guess it's... I just wanted to say, like, it's okay if you're angry. It's okay if you're mad. It's okay if nothing seems fair, because it's not. I say just go through the motions. Don't let anybody police how you feel. And exactly. if you can, take the time that you need. Like, I told my job when it happened. I was like, you will not see me for the next week. Period. Am I doing nothing? No, because we can't have a funeral. But you will not see me for the next week. And yeah. luckily, they were supportive of that. So just take the I time you need. Process it how you can. 
go to therapy if you can, but just know like you're not alone. It is it is unfair and you are valid in the way you feel. So Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, also last thing, completely different point. One direction, specifically One Direction's (laughs) management. If you ever try and hoodwink me like that again with that BS that you call a 10-year anniversary website, whatever that was, nah, nah, nah. Now I'm mad. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't ever play me like that again. I trusted you for once in 10 years. I actually trusted you. And what did you do? Let me down all all over again. So this is, no, no, no. You're going to laugh, Sal. Sal, get ready to laugh. Because I had to laugh or else I would have literally, like, punched my phone. Because they saw some of their tweets, the members. Yes, But did anything else come out of it other than, like, remastered footage that wasn't even really remastered? So, for the stands out there, what happened was... I mean, the stands already know, but essentially to you that doesn't know, not a stand. Yes. I'm, like, angry. So... The boys tweeted, well, four of them, except for Zayn. Zayn didn't tweet. But at the same time, I'm like, Zayn, you left the band for a reason. I'm not going to judge you for not tweeting. That's true. Like, if you ever want to tweet, go ahead. If you don't want to tweet today, that's fine. You know, you got a baby on the way. But I feel like after that, no. Like, shut up. If he comes and tweets about it later, you weren't here for the 10-year anniversary, get out of here. Like, Okay, I thought the same thing at first. (laughs) But then... (laughs) I saw this um, video on, like, Instagram because, obviously, because of that day, my Instagram has just been, like, old 1D, like, concert videos and stuff like that. But I saw this, like, clip of an interview that Louis, it seems like he recently did, definitely at least when they were all solo, and he essentially said that, like, him and Zayn definitely need to have some sort of a conversation, and they talked kind of recently as to when the video came out. When did this video come out? I have no idea. But they both kind of agreed, like, they're not mature enough yet to have that conversation yet. So I'm okay. like, maybe Zane, I mean, it's only been five years. Like, that's not really a long time. And that was such an integral part of his life that, like, maybe he still is, like, healing from stuff. So, like, you know what? Yeah. Take your time. Or not. Like, do what you want, Zane. Honestly, you really don't it's owe us anything. Life. It's really your life. But, so how they bamboozled me. So the boys tweeted. And for some reason, we all convinced each other that some, in some way, shape, or form, we were getting the Infinity music video. Now, if you don't know what Infinity is, it was, like, one of the singles off of their last album and they recorded a music video for it and then I think they scrapped it and instead did a music video for History which is like the last song that they ever released a music video for that like goes through all of their eras because this is like when the hiatus happened was essentially when they posted this video I think yeah so we were all like we're getting the infinity music video because they were like we're gonna release like new songs on all streaming platforms da 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 so I finally have magic on Spotify thank you the lord in heaven (laughs) But, so I was like, we're getting the Infinity music video, like, we're gonna get their, like, version of, what's it called? Not Teenage Kicks, Teenage Dirtbag. We're finally gonna get that, you know, on streaming platforms, like, let's go, let's get it. Uh-huh. Comes the day. They come out with, like, four random EPs, at least on Spotify. And I'm looking through, and I'm like, these are just remastered or remixed versions of songs that I kind of didn't even like in the first place. But thank you, I guess? But then there was yeah. one... There was one that I saw the title of on Twitter that was You and I Duet Edition. So I thought that maybe they collabed with somebody on this duet. And I was like, oh my God, One Direction never collabed with anybody. Like, I'm really excited for this. I click play and it is a collab. 
but it's a collaboration with yourself. Literally every other phrase is just edited out oh, so that you can sing along. Oh, get the fuck out of here. But I, I what type of karaoke shit is this? <laughs> so when I say I stayed up until midnight. For midnight. that? For that. I press play and me and my friend are on FaceTime and I'm like, this is not funny. Like, not I'm finna today. fight. <laughs> not today. Not you. Fuck today. So we got nothing. And then I guess they realized that they gave us nothing. And then they released 4K versions of music videos that we already have. Mind you, a lot of devices don't even have 4K capabilities. Yeah, so it's like, what's the point? Exactly. Also, you've lastly, already seen those music videos. And they're already in, like, 1080p. So, like, what? Exactly. So what's the purpose of publishing them in 4K? Yeah. And then they did, like, a 10-year anniversary website, which crashed for the first, like, 24 hours that it was up. Of course it did. It freaking was crashed. And then it finally, I finally was able to get on, on at 7 p.m. EST, like, New York Standard Time, 7 p.m. And this was supposed to be live at midnight the night before. Finally oh get boy. on. I'm going through, and they're saying that there's going to be, like, additional pictures and music and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, this is nothing. Like, Nothing. Like, they, we had some, like, unheard, like, like interviews, but it'd be snippets like, that are, like, 30 seconds long, not even. It was nothing. They gave us That's nothing. That's such a bummer. They literally spit on us, and that was it. They I'm said, so happy 10-year anniversary. I know. You it think was they bummer, would re- take some stuff out of the vault or Like the Infinity something. music video? Well, yes. <laughs> Like just that's all I wanted was the Infinity music video and their cover of Forever Young that was leaked because they didn't win X Factor on all streaming platforms. But I got Zilch. I got you, you got and I a duet karaoke edition. <laughs> you mean that this is a duet between One Direction and YN? Nah, player. Nah, 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 nah. nah. I'm like I'm angry so thinking sorry. about it. <laughs> I'm sure I would be. It was, but one thing that I found was funny was, because I was on Twitter and Tumblr the whole day, one thing that was great was all the old, like, 1D Tumblrs that I used to follow came back, and everyone was just on only for this one day, and then everyone scattered after the 10-year anniversary. (laughs) Everyone was done. (laughs) Everyone was fed the fuck up. Literally. So Tumblr was really blown up, because people were like, wow, they really played us again, huh? Like, we really thought we were going to get something. (laughs) But then I went on Twitter... And a lot of, like, because I was just going through the hashtags, like, not just people that I follow. So a lot of people on, like, the 10 years of 1D hashtag were, like, after hiatus fans. So, like, they didn't even experience all of the disappointment that we had while they were still a group. So a lot of them were like, oh, my God, this is, like, the most content that we've ever gotten in a day since hiatus. Oh, like, this is honey. amazing. Meanwhile, all the, like... OG One Direction fans are like, what's his name? Ben Affleck when he's like standing on the balcony with this cigarette looking done. <laughs> that was all of us of like, wow, they played us. Yeah, literally again. nothing. Nothing. But it was funny like seeing that dichotomy. But then I saw this one tweet of this girl being like, could you imagine being a fan of One Direction while they were still together? And then somebody replied with, literally, I can't because I was three years old when they formed. And I said, what? You nope. were three? Nope. I saw that and I said, you know, I don't what? Let like me log that. Off. <laughs> Let me, <laughs> Let me log off. It's been a long day. It has been a long day. That's when I realized I was like, I really got to give this up. Like, I think no, you don't. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm not going to give up being a One Direction fan, but I was like, I can't keep doing this. I'm not a kid anymore. Like, I can't keep staying up until midnight. Well, yeah. Uh, or a you and I duet edition. Listen. Okay. So, you know. Mariah Carey's doing her, like, MC30 
30th yes. anniversary and she's like pulling shit out of the vault. 30th I was going to talk about this. Yeah. So <laughs> like speaking insane. of people, I wasn't even born when she started. But anyway, so I true. can't even criticize. About but you're that. still alive while she's here. Like she's still making music. That is These true. These children were three when One Direction was formed. So by the time they could even access the internet, they'd already broken up. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> but anyways... So this past week, she released um, one of the live performances of Make It Happen, which like we've all seen, like Madison Square Garden. It was like one of her Mm -hmm. most like iconic. If you ever want to see a live performance from her, go see that. It's epic. And she finally released it to streaming platforms. And in like the Lamely, there's this... I don't know what you would call it. Just like funny thing that we all have going around. Because at one point in the song... She like especially in that performance that performance like started this pattern off of her running towards this like towards the end of the song at this little break but it's like barely even a run it's like <laughs> stupid so over the years she always would like run when she did that and she hadn't performed the song for so many years and about like 2 or 3 years ago she brought it back to her set Mm-hmm. And there's this performance online on YouTube of her doing it. And during the one part, she didn't run. <laughs> and someone commented, she didn't run. Oh, my God, this is homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> and in light of her releasing that performance on streaming platforms, uh, Lamb tweeted at her with it playing in the background during that part of the song and them, like, running across their living room, like, in and out of the frame. <laughs> And she tweeted back and like recreated it, and it was oh like so cute and fun. And I love I her. Was just, it was great that she did that. And then there was like another part during that song where she says, "I see you up there," like to people in the audience. And ever since mm-hmm. then, she's always said that during her performances. And that was another thing she like favorited on Twitter. So we're just having a fun time, just joking around in the lamb world. Oh, y'all are having a blast. What's that Literally. like? It, it is great. <laughs> every week, I can't, because she's doing it by album every week. So mm. we're only on the second album. So it's just going to keep getting better and better. Like, I hope she really releases some songs that didn't even make the album. I cannot wait. But that was just yeah. a cute little thing. Honestly, happened. and I think Mariah Carey, in comparison with a lot of artists, has more control over her work as well. Well, listen, she owns all of her music. Well, uh, and it, it's, I, yeah, so it's crazy. Uh, One Direction because, like, doesn't even own their music. What? No. <laughs> and it's funny. I was actually reading an interview with her the other day that was talking about this. She was like, well, she writes her own music. We all know this. And she was talking about how when she first started off, she sang back up for Brenda K. Star. Mm-hmm. And she was like, at that time, I was, like, putting together my demo tape, and Brenda was like, listen, like, I really like your music. I would love to have it on the on my album. And Mariah was like, listen, I love you, but I'm going to keep these. And it's funny because, like, Brenda K. Star, like, ended up nowhere. And like, didn't she, like, fall out? Yeah. So, <laughs> but then when, like, Mariah <laughs> eventually signed on, she was like, I made for certain, like, that I was going to have complete control and ownership over my catalog and some of it that she hasn't been able to release to streaming services like glitter for instance there was a Mm. period where she had to buy it back but i think now she's starting to buy stuff back and bring it back that she couldn't because she has the money to 
Exactly. She has but, so um, much money. Uh, she does. But anyways, it's just, it's exciting. Every week, it's just going to be a new surprise until the memoir. So I I love wait. that for you. I oh, my too. God. Congrats. Enjoy Thank this. You. I Oh, I will. <laughs> so what's up with you? What's up with me? Mm-hmm. Um, I think now it, it's weird because with quarantine and everything, I think there was a period where everyone was like just mulling around and mm-hmm. I think people still are but people aren't talking about it like I think people are kind of starting to get back to normal the people that are being safe obviously I'm not talking about people going to bars and stuff yes but um I'm a cancer like I am such a homebody I hate change so like quarantine has been like great for me I've just been basking in it but lately I've just been like I need to change I need to like get a hold on my life so yeah, I'm just like starting to get stuff moving with what's going on. Yeah, and no, I um, completely get that. I feel like people don't talk about it enough, so I kind of want to no. talk about it now. Please do. Cacao, <laughs> set it free. Literally. <laughs> I, you just get like, I've been working, don't get me wrong, but I've been in this like mall of a routine. You know, I'm working a job that I don't see myself working long term. And yeah. I'm just like, I need to like start getting things moving. And it's hard when it's... When the world's pretty much shut down almost. Yeah. And it's crazy because I saw something the other day that was like, summer's already half over and it hasn't even begun. Yo, shut up. I thought this was going to be my hot girl summer. Like I was ready to hoe it up. And God said no. (laughs) No. And it's crazy that it's been like five months. It's almost been six months. Like half a year has gone by. Like I'll see y'all like July of 2021. Like (laughs) I... I've just kind of given yeah. into it. But I get it. I think if you have the ability to, maybe, like, go for a hike. I went for a walk today. Was I out of breath? Yes. But, like, that in and of itself is a change of scenery because I hadn't left my house in literally 72 hours. Yeah. Um, or just, like, start doing things for you. Yeah. I think just try new things. Maybe get a coloring book, you know? Watch that new show you've been yeah. wanting to. Watch a few more movies. You know, see what there happens. Yeah, see what There's, happens. I mean, it sucks because, like you said, the world's on pause. Obviously, we can't, like, travel or, like, do the things that we normally would be doing. Like, you know, going to bars. If you're safe now, you shouldn't be going to any bars. Just ordering takeout. But, like, I miss going to the club. Like, I miss oh, it same. so much. Me too. You don't think <laughs> I want to go? So God. everyone stay the fuck home so we can all actually go for once. Like, but anyways. But, yeah, I completely get being in that funk. I've been in that yeah. funk for the past six weeks, hence me exactly. studying therapy. But yeah, <laughs> so I just need to get out of that funk and start doing shit and getting a hold on my life. And I think everyone c- hopefully can relate to that listening. So mm. get a hold on your shit. Like, I know it's fun to just, like, lay around and do and do nothing. Not that I've been doing that. I hate that I say that, but... um. It feels like nothing because there's nothing else happening. Exactly. So it just feels like part of your routine. I get so it. And then I change also think up your like, routine. Yeah, change up your routine every day. And then if you're just having, like, you know, yet another depressive episode and, like, you're mad at yourself for not getting it together, like, you're surviving in the middle of a once-in-a-hundred-year pandemic. Yeah. You can take a seat. You know, you can take those few days for yourself. Like, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay right now. <laughs> yes. So. With that said... We have a lot to cover, so Uh we are going to be back after this. Hey everyone, it's Sal. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just want to say thank you so much for all the support and feedback that we've gotten over the past 
eight episodes. It truly is amazing, and Lyndon and I are so grateful. With that said, I need to ask a quick favor of you all. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure to go rate us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment if you want, or just give us a star rating. This will really help us introduce our podcast to new listeners and get the word out there. So again, please take a second, go on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate us. We really appreciate all your support. And now we're going to get back to the show. Yeah, hold on. Let me eat this potato real quick. Yeah, take a quick munch. Yeah, we're grubbing over here. Amen. <laughs> Keep this in the audio. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back. This is the part of the episode where we get into it about all the juicy news and hot topics. First off, Beyonce's Black is King. We talked about this. I haven't seen it. I also haven't seen it. Yeah. Like I have I yet to watch it. <laughs> exactly. Plus, I don't have Disney Plus. Gotta finagle that at some point. <laughs> get that going. Yeah. But... I've been seeing clips and it's like unreal. It's Just her wardrobe and the scenery. Every and... single aspect. The one thing people have been critiquing her on before even Black is King came out about the album, because okay. I used to listen to the album a lot and now I have a yes. resurgence of listening to the album because of this. But one thing that people critiqued her for was that it featured a lot of West African artists rather than East African. But the movie, I think, is set in East Africa, like specifically around Kenya, my homeland. But uh, <laughs> but it doesn't focus on artists from those. Yeah, regions. most of the artists that she collabed on for the album is actually from West Africa instead of East Africa. But other than that, I haven't seen any type of slander for Black is King. <laughs> like it's just been everyone praising her. I think it's beautiful. I've never, I haven't watched it again, so I don't really have my own personal thoughts of like the whole thing as a movie. But mm. album slaps. Clips I've oh. seen slap. So I've loved the album so far. And the clips that I've seen, I mean, we have cameos from so many people. So Lupita Nyong'o, Pharrell Williams, Blue oh Ivy, God. Remy, <laughs> Sir Carter, freaking Tina's in it. Like, and Kelly Rowland. Yes. And it's just crazy because I feel like I've started watching more of her stuff in a different lens, like from her point of view, because everything, every single detail mm-hmm. down to the freaking blackhead on her face yep. is thought out. Every single one. Every single one. This is Sal going back and editing. I can't believe I uttered that. I need to fact check this. Beyonce does not have a single blackhead. Not a single one. Her skin is perfect and beautiful and effervescent. And she defies science and any form of acne or anything. She, she's, she doesn't have it. Okay? All right. Continue. The attention to detail that Beyonce has astounds me every time. It every single unreal. time. Real, And it's crazy because I've been on my chicks. Mm-hmm fanatic recently go listen to gaslighter i'm still (laughs) i still have that shit on repeat it is so good is consistently on my on repeat playlist on spotify yes consistent album i know i need to i can't it's on my list (laughs) but anyways i was watching an interview with natalie Maines. they performed i don't know if you remember they did daddy lessons with beyonce at like the cma awards i literally listened to that today absolutely yes i do remember that iconic (laughs) iconic 
And she was talking about working with Beyonce and she was like, if anything, she was like, I was so nervous because I had to be on top of my shit. Like yeah. she <laughs> did not mess around. And she was like, usually when we go to do sound check, it's like, all right, let's run through the song, make sure everything sounds okay, cool. No, Beyonce was like, I want this camera here, I want this light here, I want you to get this angle. Every single second oh was thought out. And <laughs> it's just it's unbelievable because I feel like we this is a once in a lifetime type deal. Yeah. She is I'm sorry, she is like Prince and Michael Jackson worthy. I don't care, Dion Warwick. Shut up. She is. She is like an like, living legend. There's oh, no yeah. one like her. Every no day one. I wonder, like, what was the chance that I was born in the same era as Beyonce and Harry Styles? Like, every day I asked what I did in a past life to get this sort of blessing. That allowed this to happen. That allowed that. Like, I was alive when they came out with Cinderella, with Brandy, Whitney Houston, Listen, Bernadette no. Peters. Like, that's the Cinderella I grew up in. Remember Whoopi was like, in that? God, yes, of course I do. That was it was such fantastic. a good movie. That was it was so an amazing good. film. Put that on streaming platforms. Like, it's just, and like to see Beyonce do what she does every single day. Like, I've never cried as much as I have as like when I was at the Formation World Tour. Truly. Yeah. I sobbed. Like, I, I regularly watch Homecoming whenever I need inspiration to keep going. Because then I see Beyonce putting in that much work into a two-hour show, and I'm like, Beyonce also puts it work. Granted, Beyonce has help. You know, she has money and resources to get as much help but as she, she possibly would need. But she busts her ass. But she clearly, like, busts her ass. She clearly wants it to be her vision. And I think there's something to be said about making sure that what you're making is authentic to you. And she doesn't settle. And she doesn't settle. Yeah. At, at all. She's Beyonce. And I feel like Why that applies to everyone. Don't settle. Don't settle. Also, do the best you can, you know? Just, like, do it. If you can, do it. I mean, we have this freaking podcast. We just did it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you never know. But Beyonce exactly. is iconic. I can't wait to see what and Blue Ivy is going to do. Oh, it really, I can't wait either. She's either going to be the be best pop star on the planet or the president of the United States. We truly have no both. idea what this Why is going Why not both? <laughs> Por que no las dos? Like, we truly don't know what this child is capable of, and I'm very excited. Going on, she went on to say, I just want to read this. My hope for this film is that it shifts the global perception of the word black which has always meant inspiration and love and strength and beauty to me. But black is king means black is regal and rich in history, in purpose, and in lineage. So I just thought that was pretty powerful. I just felt fuzzy. Cool. Yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> and that's another thing, like, for so many black women out there, especially because I'm going to say it, I was a huge One Direction fan, as y'all know. But I recognize that a lot of their songs that they sang were not about me. <laughs> they weren't about black women or women of color, you know? Yeah. And having Beyonce come out with just her albums and then just be the biggest star on the planet and be a black woman, a woman of color, and do all of these things, it's, it's honestly, like, very inspirational to just watch. And then you're like, oh, like, we're here, you know? Exactly. I think it's just... She's definitely a huge inspiration, and the fact that she's doing Black is King, the fact that she even did, like, Brown Skin Girl, and she's just... But she's doing whatever she wants. She's doing whatever she wants. 
she's a successful black woman doing her thing. And I'm like, exactly. thank you. <laughs> and also I thought it was really cool. Adele posted a picture of her watching and she said, thank you, Queen, for always making us all feel so loved through your art. So we got to see a little snippet of her. I saw she that. And then all... isn't it like what Adele was wearing was like the same thing that of what like Beyonce was wearing in like the clip behind oh, her? Was it? Yeah, oh, she's wait, wearing the same was. shirt. I'm looking at it now. What the? F- yeah. Uh, and I'm oh also like, God. how much is that shirt? If Beyonce and Adele hair, have it. Someone was like, Adele looks like she should be in Greece right now in a Mamma Mia movie. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I was like, she really does, but she looks she so does. good. She does. One thing Adele will back. do, literally. I mean, apparently, rumor has it that she's going to release an album in September. Oh, I did not hear that. I, I, I think I've seen like things on Twitter and stuff, but rumor is that she might release something in September. Obviously, oh, is this shit. true? Fuck if I know. Like, yeah, who knows? But, but you know she's rumor. done with, with her next album. She's not going to have a number. <gasps> she Why? said she believes in trilogies. This is what I remember from when she was doing interviews for 25. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she might take it back. But I'm excited for like a new era. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see what she comes with because girl had me crying yes. <laughs> at 13 years old as if I had the love of my life next to yep. me. Wow. Her impact. But, <laughs> ugh, anyways, we love you, Beyonce. I yes. am definitely going to make sure to watch Black is King and cop someone's Disney Plus. So if anyone has, <laughs> if anyone wants to send me their email and password, let me know. DM us. <laughs> literally dm us we won't we won't share it i promise i'll just watch it once through and And that's it it. you can change the password after that oh my god moving forward have you seen did you see martha stewart post this picture of her in her pool no okay so she posts please google right now martha stewart in her pool She looked so good, number one. And she's like 78 years old. I just typed in Martha Stewart into Google, and the second thing that came up was pool picture. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, she looked like a baddie. She really does. And it's so funny because it's Martha Stewart. Yeah. I love this for her. She goes, thought I looked great coming out of the pool. It's definitely a thirst trap. I, this makes me laugh. She goes, my camera came on backwards, you know, selfie mode, and I look so nice. The sun was on my face. I thought, oh, that looks pretty. So I took the picture. It looked good. <laughs> I was like, I love this. I love her. And I'm seeing somebody, they just tweeted in response to her picture. They said, not Martha Stewart eating us the fuck up. <laughs> literally. Also, this picture of her husband. <gasps> oh, I don't. I haven't seen her husband. Oh, he's looking hunky. Okay, Martha. Okay. If this is her husband. Okay, Okay, I'm iffy about her because remember when she was canoodling and got arrested for um being when what's what's the word? Oh my god, I'm losing it. With stocks, like ahead of the game, she Yes, 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 yes. Somebody like like, told her what was probably gonna happen and she pulled out or something like that. And that's secret investors. It's illegal, yeah. I thought it was funny. So Chelsea Handler commented, she goes, I'm here to take Martha Stewart's swimming lesson. If I look this good at 78, I better still have a pool to show myself off in. And Martha replies, she goes, dear Chelsea, I'm so happy that you liked my post well enough to emulate it. I do think my pool is a bit prettier than yours and that my face facial expression 
is a little bit more relaxed. Oh Nevertheless, my God. you are a beautiful girl and fucking too young to be emulating me. So I just thought that little like backhanded backhanded compliment was funny because Chelsea I forgot to mention she recreated the photo yes but. I'm seeing here that she's recreating the photo that is but so she funny said, My Martha a bit Martha <laughs> someone come get your grandma or your auntie literally and then people were asking her they were like what is your secret money well, yes. But her <laughs> response was just eat well, exercise well, garden, climb mountains. I climbed Kilimanjaro for God's what? sake. I went up into the Himalayas. You have to do that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that keeps one vibrant and young, and it's important. Martha, Bitch, I'm like poor. I got the money to go climb like, fucking <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro. Martha, or do in what I world even do you want think to? I'm going to end up in the Himalayas. How, Martha? How? You How think I, I really want to be up there? You think Get I could just road out. trip my way over there? Come on. <laughs> or like, I want to squat out in a bush and take a shit? Like, no. Oh, I've done that before. No. Oh, yeah. No, you in Kenya, not... we spent like a night or a few nights up in Mount Oh, Kenya, I remember you telling me about was, that. Yes. Yeah, all we had was an outhouse and you squat and hope for the best. My, <laughs> my sister went in <laughs> at like 2 a.m. Mind you, we're in the middle of like nowhere. Like there's not even running electricity. Like everything's solar powered. So like we're off, Holy off the grid. Holy shit, her husband. Sorry. I just <laughs> <thought>. <laughs> oh, Martha. You right? bad bitch. He like... I would I would stay in the house if I had a husband that looked that good too. Uh, anyways, continue. Sorry, but isn't he hot? Like Yes. <laughs> like Martha oh you did good. She's got a You living a good life over there, Martha. She really huh? is. Like, ooh. Ooh. But, I love um, how he's wearing a mask in the pool. Um <laughs> Hey, we love to see it. But yeah, we were in the middle of nowhere, so all we had was an outhouse and you literally squat and hope for the best. My older sister went out at like two AM. And because she didn't have a flashlight because her phone died, oh, no. she walked in the outhouse and her foot fell in. And oh. she also almost fell in. And she was like, Good but thing we she also, caught herself. Yeah, but then we were also in a mountain. So she said also on the way to the outhouse, because the like outhouse was kind of downhill, she uh-huh. slipped because the grass was wet because we were so high up. So she slipped and she literally uh. thought she was going to just fall down this mountain and that was going to be... Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, that was us. It was a great time, though. I really liked it. We saw so many stars. I'll just go out and look at the stars. I don't need to be squatting <laughs> and looking at them. Martha, you look good. You look good. Your husband looks good. Keep it up. Listen. Listen. Let me stop thirsting after Martha Stewart's husband. <laughs> so. Did you... I watched the... Most minuscule of clips from this show over the past like two years that it was on. Um, Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki. They oh. added Kiki this year. Do you know that like morning talk show with Michael Strahan, Sarah Haynes, and Kiki Palmer? It was on GMA. No, I have no idea what that is. Interesting. Well, oh, yeah, anyways. no, but I didn't know they had it with Kiki. When did Kiki get on? Well, she was guest starring. I think she was like a correspondent and then they eventually brought her on the show because obviously she's going to carry the show. Mm. I can't stand Michael Strahan, but that's a D 
different story for a different day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just does not. I just don't like him. I don't After know anything about him. that shit that he did to Kelly Ripa, get the f- How about you get the get fuck, fuck out? out. <laughs> no, but you remember all that shit with live with, uh, well, was wasn't it? Just, it? Also, R.I.P. Regis. But wasn't yes. it like live with Regis and Kelly, and then they left, and then he was supposed to be on the show, and he was for a bit, but then he left her to be on Good Morning America, and like, but he like he left kind of like quickly, so it kind of screwed her over. Yeah, and he like didn't say anything. Oh, I didn't know he didn't say anything. Yeah, I don't know the details. I'm interested to see how that played out with his contract, mm. but I don't think she was informed about it. And I love Kelly Ripa. I don't know about you. She's like She's America's sweetheart. I see, I always see her in those like stove commercials, and I'm like, yeah, I would like to cook. You're right. <laughs> or did you ever see that episode of um? Oh my God, what's that show? Broad City. Broad City, yes. yes. There was an episode with Kelly Ripa on Broad City, and she was like wasted. And it was just really funny and cute. Did you ever see that episode? No, I haven't. I need to just binge Broad City. I know it. I know it, America. I know it. I will get to it. You've eventually. never seen it? I've seen episodes, but I've never like watched it all the way through. Oh, I thought you were the one that told me about it. Yeah, no, it's funny. That's probably why I told you about it. You need to get into it. You would like that show. It's like a weird kind of funny. I think, I mean, now I have the time. I've seen all the shows that I've been wanting to do recently. So, you know what? I'm going to do it. (laughs) But anyways, going back to Kiki, Michael, and Sarah. That's so many names. But um, so people were like freaking out because they think there were assumptions going around fans had wondered if the ending of the show had anything to do with kiki speaking out about the racial injustices going on within the country because wait the show has been yes it was did i not mention that no Shit. well it was recently canceled and um people are wondering if it's because she was so outspoken because we saw her at the black lives matter protests speaking mm-hmm. up doing her part Someone was like, ain't it weird how Kiki Palmer was seen protesting and preaching to the police about racism in our country? Then ABC decides to cancel her show. And she decided to speak out. And she said, I want to speak on this simply because I hate the narrative that if you speak your mind as a black person, that you will in some way be punished. I've seen Mm. this going around and at first ignored it. But in this climate, I realized this is a dangerous message to send to our generation and the generation coming up. If anything, my speaking out showed the corporations I work with how important my voice is and anyone that has a person of color. The business is dynamic. And instead of thinking of me as a series regular, see me as a brand that works with corporation Disney and ABC News. And this particular show I was on is no longer. That does not mean the relationship I have with them dies. That means Mm. it evolves. Um, So there was speculation. I don't know if it was officially released, but I think it was because of the pandemic um, that I guess ABC just didn't have the funds to support the show any longer but i thought it was really cool how kiki spoke up and was like listen speak your mind don't be afraid in whatever position you're in you know i have such a huge role at this network i work a dream job and i spoke out against injustice and i'm still doing fine you know that's not the reason why this you know mishap happened yeah and i'm not I'm not honestly surprised, too, of them being like, well, it's too expensive to keep the show because I know the Chew, 
apparently they canceled that not because it didn't have good ratings, but because it was cheaper to just do a third hour of Good Morning America at the time than it was to do an episode of The Chew. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're still, like, making some sort of cuts in some way. But, like, so many people watch Good Morning America. Exactly. And I know that they replaced their hour with, like, a coronavirus what you need to know segment. So I think that kind of changed the things. And plus, I I don't think I'm really going to miss their talk show that much. I didn't know Uh, it existed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I love Kiki Palmer. Hopefully we can see more of her in the future. I know. Kiki Palmer's amazing. She's so funny. Akila so and the Bee. I need to go watch that movie again. I've been saying it for so long. Oh yeah, is I'm going to rewatch Jump In. <laughs> like, is that I don't know if Akila and the Bee is on Disney Plus. I wouldn't be surprised if it is, but I'm not 100 percent sure. If it's on Listen, Plus. okay, to whoever that's going to DM us their username and password. <laughs> I lied. I I need to watch Jump In and Akila and the Bee, and then that's it. I promise. <laughs> Just give me those three things: Black is King, Akila and the Bee, and Jump In. That's all. And then that's after it. that, it's all yours. <laughs> But I just thought this message was really cool and empowering, and I just wanted to share it because I think it's important. You know, don't be afraid to speak up. And I think it gives hope to people because I know growing up, I was scared that if I said stuff, like my employers would be upset and stuff like that. And I think you don't really know who you work for or even like who your friends are or like who your family are until moments like this happen where it's like put to the test. So I'm happy that she spoke out and she was like, listen, I wasn't because of this. Like, you can exactly. still keep on keeping on and keep on speaking up about what you believe in. And it will hopefully still be okay. Like, you shouldn't be scared to not speak up because of your job. Granted, Ex- not everyone has that privilege, but for the most part, a lot of people do have that privilege. So I'm happy that yeah. she said something. For sure. Moving on to something, I guess, the complete opposite of that. So we talked about this last episode with The Ellen Show and all <sighs> yes. the crap that was going on. Um, If you remember, there was a BuzzFeed article that interviewed 36 former employees um, who remained anonymous and confirmed incidents of abuse and racist remarks such as microaggressions throughout working there from upper management. And Ellen released a statement. I'm going to read a portion of it and then we'll talk, okay? So she goes, hey, everybody, it's Ellen. On day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated with respect. Obviously, something changed, and I am disappointed to learn that this has not been the case. And for that, I am sorry. Anyone who knows me know it's the opposite of what I believe and what I had hoped for our show. I could not have the success I've had without all your contributions. My name is on the show and everything we do, and I take responsibility for that. Alongside Warner Bros., we immediately began an internal investigation, and we are taking steps together to correct the issues. As we've grown exponentially, I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they know I'd want them done. Clearly, some didn't. That will now change, and I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again. Mm. Uh, she went on further, but I'm going to leave it at that. That kind of sums everything up. I hope this is sincere and really how she feels. Yeah. I could see how 
as the show became so big, she kind of lost reign. There are probably so many different departments that she can't police everything. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that she addressed the issues that were going on other than pushing it under the rug. And hopefully people keep her accountable. I hope things are actually going to change and that we see active steps that they take to make sure that this doesn't happen again. I'm happy that she addressed it publicly. I feel like she almost had to because of how much people were talking about well, it. Well, yeah. So because of the public outcry, I wonder how much she would have said. And I know right now there's speculation that she might quit all this stuff. But I just hope that they replace her with Ellen Page if they do. <laughs> That's all I, I hope for. I don't think she would quit. I'll be completely honest with you. She's mm. got it too well over there. I heard rumors about that too. And that people were calling upon the network to remove her. But mm. my thing is, again, going back to what we talked about last week, employees, previous employees in the interviews alleged that it wasn't necessarily ellen who was the problem it was majority of exactly majority of the incidents that happened were because of upper management yeah you know so i guess if that's the case then it makes sense if like why she would have quit exactly that's where i have kind of decided to put my perspective because there there are obviously so many sides to a story this could easily just be a quick publicity stunt to shut everyone up and maybe she is the demon that everyone's (laughs) making her out to be but i don't know i think she's got too good of a gig over there to give that up and um hopefully there's just some change and i hope that this kind of puts other networks you know lights a fire under their ass like you cannot be doing this because oh, people are going to speak is. up. If they're coming after Ellen and her whole show, oh, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yeah. People are scared. They are scared right now. So I hope it causes the meaningful change that needs to happen in a lot of these places and these talk shows that people work in, that people have inter- internships in for a long time that are unpaid. Abolish unpaid internships. but you That's know. a whole joke. You can at least pay people minimum wage and... That's barely even enough. But anyways. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm happy that at least she said something. And I hope that the investigation is actually an investigation that leads to something that's good for everybody involved. Not everybody involved, but good for the people that were victimized in the situation. Yes. So that's at least my hope is even if she keeps her show in some shape or form, the people that experience like those bad instances, if they are true, gets at least justice some type of justice in some way yeah of anything that is there probably a check for enduring just being on that show in and of itself a lot of people deserve a check check. open your purse open your wallet (laughs) i know you have a dollar (laughs) but that is that we will keep you posted with that story if we hear anything uh going on to our last story rihanna Oh, God, did she release it? Did she release the album? No, she did not. But Don't scare me like that. (laughs) She is assuring everybody that we will not be disappointed when she decides to release new music. What do you mean? So she had... My heart is racing. What do you mean? (laughs) You know she's launching her new, like, skincare line? Yes, Fenty Skin. Yes. 
So she had an interview and they were asking her about the album and she goes, I'm always working on music and when I'm ready to put it out in the way that I feel fit, it's going to come out and you're not going to be disappointed when it happens. I'm not just going to put it out because people are waiting. It's taken this long. I'm going to make it worth it. So I don't know. I, I think there's something to say about that. I think it's still funny, though, that the fans are poking fun at her on Twitter and she's still trolling them. But Mm -hmm. I'm glad that she's taking her time with it. It's still crazy that it's been four years since her last album. I mean, work, I feel like, has been the summer song for every single summer. For the past seven summers. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. But, I I mean, I can't... I'm not going to complain about it. Oh, no, and um, I think it says something, too, about especially because the CEO of Spotify recently said the artists will no longer be able to churn out music every three to four years, essentially insinuating that artists are going to need to churn out music a lot more frequently than that. And especially in an area like music, I think it's important for artists to take their time, release what they want to release, release what they themselves think is good in some aspect, or even not good in some aspects, depending on if you actually like or hate the song, but you're like, I still want this to be part of the piece of work that I'm making, whether it's one song, an EP, a whole album, multiple albums. So, especially too, because Rihanna was giving us an album like a year at one point. And that's a lot. Back to back to back. That is a lot. And she's finally, at least it seems like she's out of that like contract that she was in initially that caused her to be that. So she wants to take her time. She can take her damn time. But Rihanna, please. (laughs) I mean, what's it Andy Warhol? In the future, everyone's going to have their like 15 minutes of fame. I mean, I think music Mm. now has become, it's like fast food. Like it's so on demand like this. And I think it, goes to say something when you have an artist like this or Adele or Beyonce I think that period of waiting Mm. amps them up even more and the excitement builds and you get to appreciate the artists more and I think that's why we don't necessarily have a lot of these icons like Whitney Houston or Michael Jackson or Prince because you everything's coming out like this it's not like you sit with a song for a year or so, a few years, and then they come out with something new. You know what exactly. I'm saying? It's always like every week we have new music Friday. It's like, what, what's the new thing? So I think it's cool that we, I appreciate that we still have artists. I would love to have new stuff every day, but it's nice to get to sit with music and appreciate it more. And I feel like it gives it more meaning. That's yeah. just me. I like, you know, need it though, but I completely yes. agree with what you're saying. <laughs> I still want it. There's a part of me that want still wants it. Like, Don't get me The stand in me from my 1D days is still there. Like, I still crave new content any chance I can get. Yeah. But I appreciate taking the time to work with it and like not feeling rushed, even in like TV shows and stuff like that too. New movies, if they want to do a sequel and stuff. And I think. Exactly. It, like, makes it more meaningful, especially when you know, like, they made this because they wanted to make this. Not, like, they made this because they felt they had to, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, yeah. they made this type of album because they wanted to, rather than they made this type of album because they've already done these other types of albums before. Yeah, or, so, like, it was think, in their contract that they had to do it. They were signed for a new album every so many months you know what i'm saying exactly and you can also tell like when albums are very authentic and sometimes it doesn't even need to take long to create the album but as long as it's like an authentic piece of work to you that you want to create i think that's absolutely amazing however if like rihanna was to drop r9 right now like i would have we'd have to end recording like i would need it (laughs) obviously 
Like, I'll take it whenever you want to give it. Like, Rihanna, like, you take it a long time. Like, I appreciate it. But, like, whenever you want to give it. Exactly. It. Rihanna, whenever <laughs> you're ready, it. lay it on us. Lay it on us. All but, yeah. right. So, that concludes this little segment where we get into it. And uh, we'll be back after this commercial break. Hello, everyone. This episode is brought to you by giving yourself a pat on the back. These past couple weeks have been really hard. And even if all you did today was just get out of bed once to brush your teeth or you were able to get up and work remotely or get up and actually physically go to work today or even just get up and go for a walk, whatever you were able to do to get through the day, give yourself a pat on the back. You deserve it. Okay, now back to the show. Oh God, a porn bot just followed me on Twitter. I don't want this. <laughs> what makes you think I want this? Wait, Top ten percent of what? No, no, no. We're not doing this today. Absolutely not. Hello, everyone. This is our final part, where I read tweets or whatever I find funny, and I just share them with people because yeah. we all need giggles. Are we gonna call the segment giggles? Did we ever decide? That was. I stupid. think we just should. Giggle, giggle time. I don't like giggle time. I like giggles. <laughs> giggle time's weird. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Yeah, but. I saw this one tweet that I just felt was very relatable. At Real T-Rex, they said, fight and sleep in church is a different kind of fight. And I agree. Listen. <sighs> Share it with the choir. Share it with the congregation. I... <laughs> Not even just that, but the pain. The agony. So I was raised Catholic. And yes. I don't know, you're Protestant, right? A Methodist, which is as Methodist. Catholic as you can okay. get in the Protestant That's, community. <laughs> well, true. It's under that umbrella. Because half yeah. my family, my mom's side's Methodist. So I've been to mm. those services. So I know you guys Very kneel similar. a little bit, but you're not kneeling every single service. No, not every prayer. Y'all be, who? I need some Listen, <laughs> every service, no matter what, you are kneeling during, like, before Eucharist. And at, you know my ass, because... When you go to receive Eucharist and you come back, you're supposed yes. to get back on your knees and say a prayer and then sit down. And then eventually you, you, they make you go back on your knees. From what I remember, I don't even know if this is right. I'm a terrible Catholic. But anyways, <laughs> you know my ass was like after communion, I was like, I'm going to sit my fat ass right down <laughs> on that wooden chair. I don't even care how uncomfortable it is because there is nothing more uncomfortable than having to sit there on oh your God. knees. Yes. And they put some little shitty pad that doesn't do jack shit. Does nothing. And you're there for like 20 minutes. The back pain. <laughs> and you see all these old people doing it like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. No wonder they have all such bad arthritis. Oh my God. I, because Kenyans, they love to pray for hours. And, like, it sounds like an exaggeration, but once I was at a church service for three and a half hours, and it was only the pastor praying, and I snored, and oh I've never God. been woken up so fast in my entire life. It was oh my terrifying. God. But, like, I was a child, and I wasn't listening, so I'm, like, I'm feeling yeah, asleep. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? As in, like, <laughs> I've actually, because of it, I've gotten really good at staring at something near the <laughs> pastor and then just daydreaming the entire yep. time. The yes. entire Like, Literally. I have a whole, my friends already know this, I have a whole farm, like, 
alternate universe in my head where it's me and the Bucky Barnes from Marvel, not Sebastian Stan. And you just Stan. go straight Bucky to Barnes that specifically world. with the metal hand. I would just stare at a random object and be on my farm. Like that would be it. <laughs> And then, like, the only reason why I knew, like, when to stop is when they'd be like, all right, time for the pastor prayer. And I'm like, ooh, okay, we're on part two. We're almost at part three. Like, it's bad. Like, I'm really good at staring at things and people thinking that I'm paying attention because of that. And for years trying to fight off sleep. That's I a wish talent. I was lying. That is a skill right there. But now it it's really becoming is. an integral part of my life where if I'm in a conversation with someone for too long, I'll just stare and be on oh, my no. phone. <laughs> It's That's really bad. bad. It's bad. But I'm trying to get it back. Or I'm trying I mean, to be better luckily, about it. I haven't. This is bad. Not like <laughs> yeah, luckily it's my life. I haven't been like in a church service. I, like I haven't routinely gone to mass since before like phones were really something that we were like so addicted to. Mm. So you know, you learned how to cope. Like, you couldn't just be scrolling <laughs> on your phone. Like, no, you knew. I wasn't even allowed to bring my phone into, like, nope. the sanctuary because I was in the choir. So I would, like, have to leave it in, like, the choir room. Oh, speaking of the choir. Oh, Lord. You know the reason why my ass was in that choir is because we did not have kneeling, like, things <laughs> on those chairs. That is the, that's not the only reason I enjoyed singing. But that is like maybe 70% of the reason why I begged to be in the choir because everyone else would be on their fucking knees and I would get to sit my ass down right on that chair. Listen, and that church? would never felt more comfortable. Oh, no. But like church choirs were a different breed. Like, I don't know about your church choir, but my church choir, it was just people that did it for shits and giggles. Were we good? No. No, they're never good. Not good in any way, shape or form. But like one communion... Because the organ player and, like, one of the women in the choir at the time were, like, really good friends. And, like, they liked the same music. He was, like, 40. She was, like, 80. Like, they weren't dating or anything. But during communion, he's, like, playing a slow song, you know, while people are getting the brunt, uh, blood of Christ, you know, bread, yeah. flesh, blood, all that stuff. And then I'm, like, this song kind of sounds familiar, but, like, I'm just not going to think about it. And the old woman just like snaps her head at the organ player and his face is bright red because he's trying not to laugh. He is quite literally playing love potion number nine, like at half the speed what? so that no one else knows what he's playing. This is a, no. I'm pretty sure it was like Easter Sunday. Like it was like not a small service by any means. You are kidding me. And she's literally like whisper yelling at him. As I love that he's though. Just That's so playing. funny. <laughs> and then, like, his dad was also in the choir, and his dad was a really good artist. So he would make, like, caricatures of some of the people that he didn't like in the church and would, like, <laughs> pass them around because he drew them on the bullet. <laughs> and you would all just start, like, cracking the fuck up. Because we'd get these things that we'd need to sign our, like, names on. And then you uh -huh. would just, like, is that Carol? What is this? Like, <laughs> completely off guard. What else did my church do? Oh, I sat next to my older sister, which was a mistake. Because I only joined because she was like, choir is the best. All we do is like sit around and laugh. And I'm like, well, that's what I want to do if I have to sit exactly. here against my will. So I'm sitting there, minding my business, you know, zoning out. And then my sister just leans over and she goes, is it communion today? I'm thirsty. And I was like, you're going to hell, bro. Like, not going to lie. Listen, I am not going to lie. Sometimes I look forward to eating communion. I was no. like, I get that little wafer <laughs> of that tastes like cardboard, but Ooh, it kind of fills me up a little bit. We were a small church, so one woman volunteered to make the bread. 
And them loaves. Ooh. Oh, wait. Methodists, like, have legitimate bread. Yeah, we have legitimate right. bread. And for a little bit, we had wine. But then I got old enough to participate. And they were like, ooh, we better make a grapefruit juice again. Like, ooh. No. <laughs> like, oh we had God. legitimate bread. And sometimes I'd be like, thank God. Like, I was hungry. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. This may have been a fever dream. But I think it was reality. One summer. So... My mom's side was Methodist, and we went to a, like, summer camp thing, like, a two-week thing. And before one of our, like, little performances, this was before the Cup song was a thing. Like, this was years prior. <gasps> Wait, Anna I used Kendrick to sing the Cup song at church her. camp as well. <gasps> Stop. So we like got before... in this, like, huge <gasps> circle, and you pass it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like you sing along with it. You just do it and keep passing and you pass it. pass it over, yeah. Until and someone messes up. Yep. And then they're out of the circle. And that was just really fun. And I, <laughs> I would like to do that again. <laughs> so if anyone's up for that, let me know. <laughs> See, my church camp experience, I would go for one week in the summer. I'm still friends with the people that I went to church camp with. But Interesting. The first, so the first I don't know couple where years... Mine was, like, middle of Pennsylvania. Like, we weren't allowed to bring our phones for the week. So I'm, like, just in the middle of the woods singing about Jesus for a week oh, straight. Shit. You went to straight-up Jesus camp. I did not do that shit. <laughs> yeah, no. I Anyways. Went to actual Jesus camp. Honestly, it was fun. Um, but obviously, at the time, I was praying the gay away. But that's besides the point. But, like, the first <sighs> few years, I didn't like it as much because I didn't live... Because a lot of people... So the way it worked, it was, like, it was a Methodist church camp. So Methodist churches would sponsor the kids to go to this camp and, like, pay for them. So, but at my church, there were no kids except for me and my sisters. So, like, kids would come from similar churches and hang out throughout the week. And then, like, me and my sisters would kind of be, like, left out until... I don't know what happened when I reached, like, eighth, ninth grade. A switch flipped... And all of, like, the seniors at church camp were like, yo, this child is really cool, actually. So I would hang out with the seniors. And we had a thing called the Inappropriate Benches, where we would all talk about, like, regular, like, Gentile things, like, heathen things that weren't about Jesus and God. (laughs) Gentile things. (laughs) Like, during our free time. And then one girl was like, it it was just, like, I don't know. It was just really fun because, like, they would just be like, yeah, like, last week I got drunk and now I'm at church camp. And I'm like, I love this. The juxtaposition of this right now is just doing something for me. It was. And then, like, we would all, like, after that, because they graduated and were too old to come back to church camp, and I only went for a few more years before all of my friends eventually, like, graduated. But after that, we would, like, see each other every winter and, like, go ice skating together. And it was just, like, great. But, yeah, I was, like, 14. And for some reason, all these 18-year-olds were like, she's really funny. And I was like, I am. Thank you for noticing. Like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Really boosted your ego. It did. So, but then, like, we would get to, like, the bonfires, and they'd be like, sing about Jesus. But, like, we were all old enough to, like, already know what to sing. That would be, like, a crowd pleaser, so no one would have to, like, look at us again to, like, do anything. Yeah. So they'd be like, let's sing about Jesus. And we'd be like, ah, hallelujah. And then everyone sings hallelujah, and then, like, we go back to our little circle. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it was great. But, yeah, church yeah. camp was fun. Taught me about animals and spiders and, like, what pitch blackness actually is. And it's terrifying. I'm sure. Jesus. Like, terrifying because you hear a creak and you're like we're dying tonight (laughs) (laughs) that's it it. and then we had to like shower in bathhouses and all this stuff oh yeah you learned to share to jesus camp yeah no i was in the woods i would come back and i would look at our tv and be like oh was it always this big and my parents are like what the (laughs) hell did they do to you (laughs) 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 and it's like they didn't do anything we just didn't look at us (laughs) in the screen for seven straight days 
And that was it. <laughs> wow. Like, I would come home and be like, oh, electricity. Was it always this bright? Like, it was <laughs> It was really a reset. <laughs> I'm sure. But, but um, yeah. that's fun. Do you have any final things, final remarks? This is kind of a soft thought, but hey, guys, be kind to yourself. That's all. I like that. Um, but One Direction's management, if I see you on the street. <laughs> that's a different story. That's different. That is different. But everyone else except for One Direction's old management, be kind to yourself. All right. We're going to end it on that. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to DM us. We're getting a few DMs here and there. Keep it coming. All you silent viewers out there, make your voices known. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next episode. Bye.